Hello and welcome to Shaman Sisters Sessions, episode 82, Building a Life Around Soul Truth. I'm Catherine Bird. I'm here with my shaman sister, Michelle Hawk, bringing you this podcast, supporting the mystics, the healers, the channels, the people who are on this soul journey of discovering who they are and bringing their truth to the world. And today we are so excited to have David Rostowski here. He is a channel for Bergael of Sirius. He's the author of the Ascension Manual for Planet Earth, which is a channeled text on the second paradigm. And today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to actually follow the intuitive path in our daily lives and how we're bringing in this channeled and intuitive information and guidance, but now what? What does it look like to move from that place of, okay, I got the information, I got the guidance, uh, I'm getting some downloads, I'm receiving some things, now what do I do? Am I actually going to follow this, follow the breadcrumbs or what? How do I live a life in alignment with what it is that I'm bringing through? So super excited to have you here, David. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. I'm Mr. David tuning in. <laughs> I was laughing. Like you're gonna be on Shaman Sisters, and I was like, yeah, you know, I think they're the Shaman Sisters, and I'll be the, uh -huh. I'll be the brother. <laughs> you're, you're the honorary brother. We do have brothers on the the podcast every now and then, so thank you for joining us. And awesome. and I'm so excited to hear, you know, for those of you, you know, just a little peek behind the scenes. Whenever we invite somebody on the show, we pretty much leave it up to them of whatever we're going to be talking about. So we put it out to David and said, what would you like to be talking about and discussing? What's really lit up for you? So David, I'm really curious why this particular topic, why is this really lit up for you today? I mean, I think a big aspect of it is Miriam and I, we were into Loom as we were kind of chatting before we hit record and hopped on. Um, we kind of packed up all of our stuff in San Diego, moved to Tulum for three months, took this huge leap, we just felt called there. Um, but then we spent like nine months in Boston and we kind of just were incubating there. And I think that was the place where it was the most distinct time in my life where I felt like I was integrating energetics of myself, where like I was meant to become myself and there was like no other agenda, no other anything. It wasn't about building something else. It wasn't about building a business. It wasn't about building an empire. It wasn't about like connections or even my relationship necessarily. It was like literally, this is about you becoming who you are. And she was in a very similar space. And we were just kind of incubating next to each other. And coming out of that space, we ended up both feeling about the same time that we wanted to move and that we were going to move back to the West Coast. And um, it was around that time that we were thinking about San Diego because I mean, it was just kind of where we came from. We were kind of come full circle. We had stuff there, but we ended up both deciding on Seattle and we both used kind of our just intuition to pull us there. And something about that journey, we left on September 11th and we got to the, the airport and they were doing like a ceremony for, the, for September 11th because we were flying from Logan Airport, which is where the planes flew out on September 11, 2001, to the uh, to the or to the West Coast, where they were supposed to go. And flying out of that airport, we left with the September 11 ceremony and flew to uh, San Diego, packed up our stuff, and within 
I mean, within three weeks, we were here in our like dream home and like, it's just, just unreal how quickly things happen back to back. And when I've been kind of reflecting on this and I'm kind of creating a docu-series on it because we like recorded some things. So I'm creating a docu-series called Seattle, but like looking back at all the content, reflecting back, looking at this trip, I think the thing that I'm recognizing the most is like through that incubation period, I learned to trust myself and I learned to trust all the information that was coming through. And, and through the past year and a half, two years of opening as a channel and being a channel in the world, I've learned to trust the guidance and stream as it's coming through for others. And I think the past maybe like six months to a year has been like, okay, can I really trust this for all of the decisions in my life, even really big ones? What does it look like to then apply all this information that's coming through and like actually take the leap? So I think it's top of mind, really fresh because we just moved here. I mean, this September, it's like October 15th or something now. So within the past month, we took this really big leap and now I'm going through all the content and all of the, the like, all the things that we recorded and documented and, and seeing like firsthand the visceral fear in my body every step of the way and how that never went away, even when it was obvious that it was the exact same thing and we're talking and saying, hey, this is the exact same thing and our intuition's telling us that everything's gonna be fine. It's totally gonna be fine, but both of our bodies are freaking out in like a visceral fear. Um, I think just like the full experience of all of it back to back with all of these leaps, um, it's really been top of mind because I think it's, it's more common than what we tend to talk about. Um, but I think in, in a bunch of spiritual communities and all the spiritual communities, I think actually trusting the stream that's coming through is one of the biggest challenges for everyone across the board. Um, and I could be wrong. I mean, there could be just a bunch of people out there who are perfectly trusting their intuition. But um, what I'm gathering is that it's a big challenge across the board. And I mean, as someone that people look to as like a spiritual mentor, or like spiritual guru, as much as I try to like push that off, um, I recognize that like for people who are looked up to in spiritual communities to come out and be like, yo, I totally feel visceral fear when I take those leaps too. I think that's an important piece of the whole dialogue that helps to like accelerate the spiritual journey for everyone because there's relatability and and that sense of like, oh, well, like you guys are just special because you're more spiritually connected or you're more spiritually elite. Uh, I think that those walls start to break down when we get to have conversations of like following our intuition is always scary every single time. We just are very, very committed to doing it every single time. So this is where I'm going to insert a little note to people who are tuning in to go ahead and chat into the comments. What is your relationship to trusting your intuition? What challenges have you experienced? And like, you know, do a little raise the hand metaphorically, so to speak, of who has had that challenge? I, David, I think you're speaking to such a real fear, this idea of okay, it's, you know, when we're, whenever we're offering this for other people, yes, obviously this is the most aligned path. It's so, because we don't have the charge around it. And then as soon as it's, oh, this is the most aligned path. And this is what that means for me. Holy shit. Then there's this, and, and we're the ones guiding ourselves through it simultaneously. It's not like having a channel come in and tell you this is the most aligned path that then you can kind of you know, put through that filter a little bit and they can help you through it. It's like, nope, this is straight from spirit right here. And that's, I think, a little bit different flavor too. Yeah, there's just so much, like I, what you just uh, shared in the, in the initial 
uh, conversation there. Like there's so much there. There's so many threads and pieces that I think are really important for all of us to be witnessing. For me personally, like this is, of course, divinely orchestrated and right on time. Uh, just yesterday, I posted on Facebook about, okay, as of this, this weekend, I made the very clear decision to put all my stuff in storage and do these things that I need to do. I'm going to go see Michelle in, in Portland and assist at her alchemy retreat. And I have to go to my, my um, medical Qigong retreat in Shasta. And, but there are, it's this, this state of trusting and receiving the guidance and how much easier it is for me to be that reflective point for someone else and be like, no, Michelle, this is what you should be doing and, and, and able to kind of channel through that like forceful, like this is the thing and how much that when we're in the midst of it, I know that I find myself like, well, who can I call? Like, where can I... <laughs> You know, usually Michelle or, you know, some of my other super tuned in friends, I'll give them a call. But, but there's that experience of like, uh, who, like, uh, who can I call to give me the, the answer? Who can I call to give me the information as to, should I do this? Am I right? Am I on the right path? This is what I'm getting. Am I crazy? Is this the thing I should be doing? Why should I do this? This is scaring the fuck out of me. Like I'm freaking out right now. Am I okay? Is this going to be the right thing to do? Like all that stuff just sort of like cycles through the system, even though there's such a connection to you're going to be fine. And yeah, this is what's happening. And relax. <laughs> Just stop. Stop freaking out right now. <laughs> so David, with your journey, it, uh, uh, sorry, did you have something? I was going to ask another question. No, ask a question. Ask away. Okay. Well, with your journey, I mean, you're coming to us at this very potent point in having spent, it sounds about a year, and, and I know it's been a little longer since you fully activated your channel and you've been working in that realm for longer than a year, but a year integrating, digesting. And I love what you said about coming fully into yourself and letting yourself, you know, peel back the layers and integrate, so to speak, to become who you are. And now that you're at, you're in Seattle, you had all of these beautiful signs and synchronicities. And I'm wondering what is distilling out for you with this? You talked about the trust aspect, but I'm wondering as you're looking at the, you know, what you moved through, what other kind of little pieces are the most lit up right now that you are feeling called to transmit? Because really this honestly feels like a transmission. So go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of things come to mind, I think as a channel, the the material that comes through Virgil is like this technical precise like here's models for reality here's what things look like um, so I think I've been looking at my life very similarly so when I look at when I look at this there's the obvious like we'll just like trust it like of course like just trust more um, but I think there's this sense of really making our very natural bodily reactions wrong and wanting to heal our biology in a way that isn't necessary to heal or even necessarily possible to heal or to, to like get rid of millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years of evolutionary programming. It's 
fascinating for me to look at I, if I'm a soul in this body, if I actually believe all of the things that are coming through, if I actually believe all this esoteric wisdom, then I have to accept that I have a soul that's in this animal body. And this animal body has been through this like evolutionary period where it's been hardwired to be in fear. It's been hardwired to survive out in the wild. It's been hardwired to like stick with the pack and to like think for itself. And all of the bodily reactions that we're dealing with they're what got us here as human beings on planet Earth, as the animals that we are. And to fight against that constantly isn't necessarily, from my perspective, the, the easiest thing to do. And something that I've been really sitting with is what does it look like to accept that my body's going to freak out, let it freak out, but still hold the soul knowing that everything's gonna be okay and everything's gonna work out. And I, I think there's, there's this really distinct shift that happened within the past month or so where this idea started to land of accepting that, that fear in a really, really real way because I saw it happen back to back. We needed to find a place and then we needed to find a hotel room that night. We needed to find a hotel room the next night. We needed to find a car. We needed to like, it was just this insane stacked journey of perfectly synchronistic events, but in the actual experience terrified every chapter of it. And at some point something just had to give where it was like my body's just going to do this like i i see it and i can feel it in my experience not just like articulate it through my channel but like i'm, I'm living it now my body is going to freak out until it's done mm -hmm. and if i accept that my body's going to freak out till it's done then like me as the soul i can just kick back and be like cool like if you want to talk about it body like happy to talk about it if you need to cry happy to like it's <laughs> happy to like go through that experience um, but there's this sense of, of sitting in that deep calm wall, the biology and like all the chemicals are firing and that, that for me is just starting to shift everything. And, and I'm beginning to realize more and more that like, it's not about changing my whole state all the time and living in this perfection of joy and bliss and trust all the time. It's more so about what states and what mental state, like mental patterns, what beliefs, what pieces of me. I'm listening to to actually make the big decisions in my life. And mm. If I'm not making decisions out of that scarcity and that fear, if I'm not like clamoring to, to like the next program to like save me from that feeling, or if I'm not clamoring to like the, the really crappy alternative route that's always available, even when like the beautiful synchronicity is just around the corner. If I'm not making decisions out of that scarcity and that fear that my body's going to do anyway, then I can sit in that calm and just continue to make decisions as the soul, continue to make decisions on the intuition. And there's just this level of acceptance mixed with an understanding that it's actually the decisions that matter, not my state all the time perfectly, um, that for me is landing. And there's just this whole level of relief that's landing in my system and acceptance and understanding of, of like me being a human in 2018, what that actually looks like here and just this like just this sense of calm like no matter what my body's feeling this sense of calm and peace and knowing mm. awesome yeah that's <laughs> so beautiful and we we often it's it's we shame ourselves you know when the stuff comes up or we kind of freak out or we're like i don't know how to do this thing that that feels like the thing i'm supposed to do we we add in 
this extra element beyond the fact that we're freaking out, that we're shaming ourselves, that we're being a fraud or we're not being, you know, we're not living up to this, this idealized version that we have of us or that we, we see other people have this idealized version of who we are. And we're like, well, why aren't I that right now? What, what's wrong with me? Um, and, you know, then we can spiral down that rabbit hole instead of what it sounds like in this other space that through this process of acceptance, we actually can get to the place where it really is a felt experience more and more and more often. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that we're trying to get to, if we try to get there, that's not the way to get there. Mm. When, one of the things that that is coming to mind, David, when I hear you're talking about this fear, I feel like I want to insert a, a little note around emotional alchemy. And this is really prevalent because this is the, the class that I'm teaching my students today, my alchemy students, we're talking about um, emotional work and the distinction between fear and vulnerability. And so if we're looking at fear and vulnerability, fear as external threat to my safety and vulnerability as internal threat to identity or belief structure, et cetera. What, what you're talking about is vulnerability. And this idea of myself as I know is changing and is dying. And then that issuing the same threat response, even though it's coming from an internal state of being. And then, you know, the action that is required is very different. Like you're talking about, it's not having, you know, in the case of fear, Oh, a lion's running at me. Okay, take evasive action, defend myself or run away or, or take a very immediate action to respond to an external threat to my safety. Vulnerability, the action required is really to be present with what change is imminent because we feel threatened, like there's, there's a change coming. What is that change that is imminent? What is it asking of me? And how can I allow this sensation to move through my body, knowing that there's this compensatory counterbalancing happening where whenever we're having this state of expansion, we automatically also hold contraction. And this vulnerability sits in the body as contraction, as shutting down, as nervous system response, because our natural state of being is homeostasis. So not getting concerned, cultivating a high tolerance for vulnerability as being a really important tool, knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Everything that you talked about, David, just allowing yourself to know this is my body's natural response to create contraction in response to this much expansion. I'm trying to level out. This is the natural state of being. That's okay. And I think, you know, one of the common things we see whenever we're going through massive up-leveling, whether it's a training or a transmission or a download or whatever, it's almost like, oh my gosh, everything, like this is going so amazing. Why is this shitstorm appearing elsewhere in my life? And it's that same kind of phenomenon of expansion over here, contraction over here to maintain that homeostasis. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just means this is the natu natural compensation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's there's so many threads there. Um, yeah, I remember being in Massachusetts and like, and sitting and, and like shooting this video on how there's no such thing as contraction, how it's either, and it's the, it's the exact same thing, just different words. 
Uh, there's there's an internal expansion which is going in for to build more awareness, and that's often extremely uncomfortable because we're going into like ourselves. And then there's the the external expansion. So we're oscillating back and forth between going in for an internal expansion and gaining more awareness. It's like an expansion of awareness to then going outwards into the expansion of like monetary means or expansion of, of like relationships or expansion of our network or expansion of the, the external things. Um, and I think through like, through all of that, like I love the, I love the distinctions that help us come to acceptance. It's like, no matter what way we're going to think about it, if we can find a way to, to wrap our minds around our emotional system and the way that our soul interacts with it, mm -hmm. and like, and it's solid enough and real enough that when we're actually going through the experience, it still holds true. I think whatever that looks like across the board, those are always useful models. And I don't know that there's one right or perfect model or, or that like, this is the way that things absolutely work in the internal systems of everybody. But I think the more that we're willing to express that, the more that we're willing to like understand our internal systems, there's the sense of like, of just relief and calm in the freak out it's like the, the soul sits in the eye of the storm with like all the chemical reactions and all the things and there's like there's almost this weird emotional cake of like all of the fear but right underneath it is this like, like, like yes i'm so happy that like all of this is erupting because i know what's coming um yeah it's just just super super cool i love all the the little distinctions and all the ways we can go great mm -hmm. right. yeah and one of the things that this uh, brings up for me, and I know there are a lot of people here who are on the spiritual path and are facilitators and mentors for other people, and how we, we often, it's, it's like we, we, we're not necessarily um, always in full understanding of the you know, where exactly things are going. We like to pretend that we know where things are going, and yet there is this, this element of mystery that we're allowed as human beings. Like, that's part of being human, is that even if you're super psychic, and even if you know all the things, and you channel all the beings, like, we're still allowed enough mystery that we get to evolve more. Right. If we knew all the things, everything, everything, then what's the point of us even being here? And we get to go through this evolutionary phase and that most of us are in such a constant inquiry and expression of our desire to go through an evolutionary process that there's no way that it's not going to be uncomfortable sometimes. Like being comfortable isn't the point of evolution and growth i'm sure that you know when animals are like oh i just got a new leg like what does this thing do uh, we've just evolved people let's let's figure this one out like that, that can't be a comfortable experience or trying to figure out how do you evolve how do you change to be able to to work with these new energies that we're bringing in and and bringing through and that we're we're working with divine beings and we're working with highly advanced beings and by bringing that into the nervous system it can't help but evolve us rapidly and remarkably which cannot necessarily always be comfortable and i think the the question here is how do you 
besides the inner awareness, besides the like, okay, I know my soul is telling me to go and do this thing. Like, how do you help the nervous system? How do you help the, the animal? How do you help the, the human part, the, the part that's in mystery, resolve this internal crisis and resolve this like, you know, experience of the unknown when we seem to know so much and can be connected to so much, how can I not know what's next? How can I not know the next thing? And what's wrong with me here? Like, how do you, how do you resolve some of the, the humanness? How do you resolve some of the animalness? And for you personally, and then maybe for some of us who are struggling in this experience right now. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause I think what I, said at the beginning and like the the realization i'm coming to more and more is that like lots of that necessarily have to be resolved all the way through to entirety for me to still move forward um and i think there's this like there's this really tempting thread to like go through and resolve a very natural biological like system um but in the actual experience it's so uncomfortable that like, of course we want to do something about it. And of course we want to be able to like move through it. And I think that's where like, that's where lots of our work across the board comes in. And that's where like the deep shamanic work comes in. And that's where, I mean, for me, I'll go for like long walks and just like talk or sit with Brigale and sit with these beings and like feel all the energetic upgrades land and all of the, um, just all of the, I don't know, like it feels like energy out, energy in, you know, like all of the, getting all of the, the fear stuck energy in our system out progressively and to be able to land more and more of those, those energetics of, of peace and um, that are more like our truest essence. Um, but it's, it's honestly something that I'm sitting with and I'm trying to reconcile in, in now at this moment, like you can hear me like stammering a little bit because my brain's like, what's like, does not compute. Um, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be with, do I actually need to give that much attention to all of this fear or can I accept a certain threshold of it so that I can, I guess, focus on like the real decisions that are here to make. Um, because I think there are a lot of times where I have, I've gone into various like healing processes or I've gone into like deep work or I've gone into meditation practices and and when i reflect back the thing that brought me to that was my fear and there's this recognition that's landing that i've made so many decisions out out of fear in ways that i didn't necessarily even recognize and i've i've let those pieces of me run so much of my life that i didn't recognize and and i think whether that's i, I love the distinction that you made michelle whether that's like an internal vulnerability of like I don't actually know who I am in this scenario. I don't know how to reconcile this or whether that's like, I, I mean, it's while you were speaking, I was like, man, I feel like I felt some like very visceral fear too of like our, like we don't have a place to go tomorrow and like our money's running dry and like, what do we do? And like, there was, there was a moment where money was in flux and it was like, what are we going to eat tomorrow morning? This like visceral, like I've never ever felt that in my entire life. That there was money that wasn't going to land for like a couple of days and like literally running dry. And I think there are these experiences that 
we run into in in these like trust falls and in these leaps that our intuition calls us to because it's not this it's not this like traditional easy secure path like i think that's the that's the thing that is like sitting and landing with me so much is like when i look at all of the leaps that so many people are taking and like so many of the things that like that come through all of our channels for people to do like they are very destabilizing paths in so many ways and there are going to be circumstances where like the money doesn't quite line up or where there's like there's circumstances that are terrifying and i think it's in those terrifying experiences that like i'm i'm trying to find a place where everything comes to equilibrium within myself where I recognize like this fear is here and it's almost inevitable. So if I accept it and do work on it and allow it to like unravel and all the things, but like if I accept that a certain amount of it's going to be there, then like what's left? Like what am I actually doing here? What's this actual spiritual journey? Like am I I'm just here to like manage my body? Am I just here to like move through all of these fears? Like, is that really why me as a soul landed in the system is so I can manage it and like help it to feel all of its emotions? I just like, there's the sense of like bigness that's coming on this planet. And there's a sense of like, so many of our life missions are landing really, really hard. What do we do that? I saw something pop up that was super good, um, but like, where does the, I guess, how do we move forward despite it is what I'm trying to, to land and articulate. So, so yeah. thanks for letting me talk about that. I'm, I would love to hear some, <laughs> I don't know, I to hear where, uh, where you guys are picking up because this is something that's super, super real and like, and up and something I like just experienced and something I'm still very much integrating and landing and, and wanting to understand and uncover more. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have to say, you know, I'm going to out Michelle, like she was been in this fairly recently with, with some housing stuff and things like that. And then I am like full on in it. I mean, there's boxes lining my wall over here. I'm putting stuff in storage. I'm taking my plants to someone's house for babysitting. I don't know if they'll ever want to give them back, but you know, just being in that place of, of like, okay, well, that seems to be what's happening. Sometimes in my own experience, I'll notice, well, this seems like what I should be doing, but I'm just very calmly watching myself not do that. Or, <laughs> you know, or this seems like what I, you know, this doesn't seem like what I should be doing, but hmm, I'm just watching myself do that. Isn't that interesting? And you know, for me, sometimes there is that level of just this detached awareness of what's happening and just kind of watching like, okay, I guess that is what's happening right now. That's, that's what I'm doing. Right. Well, I I'd love to simultaneously, um, I, I want to bookmark Carrie's question because she chatted in a really awesome question and speak to some that uh, something that you were bringing up, David and Kat. Thanks for outing me. I mean, everybody kind of knew. I, I was talking about it on our our, our show. Uh, I recently went through some significant transition, especially in my home situation. And yeah. over the summer, it very much destabilized my system. Now, sitting with that level of discomfort while it was happening, 
it had it was a recurring cycle enough where there was a certain level of pattern recognition. You know, David, like you're talking about, okay, this is exactly the same thing that came up last year and exactly the same thing that came up, whatever. And so I know enough now to be able to have a different relationship to the process. And I think one of the important pieces that I've really had highlighted in this most recent round of this particular flux is that it's not only me choosing to align to guidance and soul truth and the most lit up path of energy, it's other people choosing or not choosing that too, which is where we get, and since earth is a free will planet where sovereignty is honored and, and choice is honored, people don't have to follow their soul guidance. This is the other piece. Everything that we're talking about is voluntary. So please keep in mind as you're getting, yeah, as you're getting messages you can say no we can all say no there are people who say no and so then to be in a position of saying yes okay I'm showing up for this thing I'm a fuck yes and then like falls flat over here because somebody else <laughs> is saying nope you know no I'm not going to be following that path where there, it, this is clearly the win-win for everybody and just having that fall so flat re can result in no money, insecurity, you know, all of these, these things, these circumstantial kind of downfalls that you're talking about and other things, of course, but recognizing that not everybody wants to live a life aligned with soul truth and people, I mean, the fact the level of discomfort that we're all talking about and relating to, I mean, that is enough to scare anybody off. Let's be real here. Mm -hmm. Everything we're talking about is voluntary and there are plenty of reasons why circumstances don't line up. So that's, you know, I think we, we've all experienced that to varying degrees and no, you know, little kind of bookmark for the listeners here. Following your soul path is an option. Mm -hmm. Let's remember that we are choosing to be this uncomfortable. <laughs> Aside from our masochistic tendencies, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But yeah, and I think that's what like blows my mind time and time again is recognizing that I continue to choose it. But like I choose it because it's almost like the and the more access I get, the more access to channeled information, the more access to my intuition I get, the more I recognize that those are like precise, like beautiful, unreal paths that expedited my growth like a hundred times. So I think like when I, when I look back at all the soul paths that I took and when I look at even the times where like I fell on my face, I can see all the other circumstances around them that like propelled me forward so exponentially that like, that like it is so uncomfortable, but at the same time, it is like the fastest thing I could possibly do. Like I, I, I think I wrote recently or I said recently or I filmed it or something, but like, I was talking about how I feel like in the past two years, I took like five to 10 years of a life and like very distinctly to where like I could, I could plot out what that five to 10 years would have looked like. I would have grown my marketing agency and continue to grow it. My channel would have built in pressure until eventually like I started to go crazy and like had to come to an integrity point where like I had to make a decision between continuing to run my agency or not running my agency. But like, because I felt that distinction coming through the soul truth and intuition, I made a much more uncomfortable jump where I didn't have all of the, the money or all of the resources or all the things that come with that, but I just did it 
now to save like seven years time. Um, and I think there's this level of like specific integration of all this soul truth where like, we're following these messages for a reason. And I think at the core of it, like I, I look at times in my life where I knew what I wanted to be doing and knew what I could have been doing and wasn't doing it. And that was like the crux of my depression and of my like hopelessness and despair and like all of the things that I hid from the world but still very much experienced. And I just have this like, like, like sneaking suspicion that more people want to follow that than, than like I give credit to. And more people actually already know what that is than I give credit to. And there's this, it's a, it's a far up hypothesis, but maybe if we can break down these walls and like have these conversations, like I think the, the fact that we're terrified came out of all three of our mouths, like people who are like, like regarded as like spiritually sound and solid and like deeply rooted in, in understanding and like wisdom of esoteric and like and galactic and all the all the traditions like for that to come out of our mouths i think is really significant because it just makes this like it like puts this stake in the ground of we're, we're all human we're all going through this together it's going to be uncomfortable to follow this but like who's with me like <laughs> I'm doing it too. And like, it's not like, I'm not different. I'm not special. I'm just like willing to do it. And I'm willing to blaze the trail. Like who's with you? Like, will you join me? And I think there's this like really like just neutralizing, like explode the, like explode the hierarchies, explode mm -hmm. the grew understandings. And like, there's pieces of me that are like, oh no, if I do this, then like all of our businesses are going to fall apart because that's what the entire spiritual marketing is built on. But like, I just believe- We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Totally. But I believe it's important enough for like the future of humanity and for all of us to like be able to build this bridge, not necessarily through like even more models or more understandings, but like through that vulnerable sharing of like, oh, and we also experienced this too. And like suddenly the whole playing field normalizes. Right. And like you said, you know, is, you know, is this the, the pivot point where we are being asked at this time, this what I can kind of see in the collective, the spiritual collective to shed some of this guru, uh, you know, structural uh, systematized, uh, honestly, spiritual oppression of people through needing to be like this, you're outside of me and I need you to tell me what to do in order for me to live my life. And instead to allow ourselves to, to rise together instead of like, I'm over here and I'm super special because I have these gifts and you don't, neener, neener, let me tell you what to do, give me all your money. Uh, but you know, how do we, how do we support people in a way that they feel completely empowered by themselves and their own intuition, their own guidance and their own experience so that it's less about like, how can I, how can I, uh, tell you what to do? How can I heal you? But how can you rise into who you are? Do you feel like this is the, the pivot that we're as maybe we're being asked to be super uncomfortable in this, in these moments as almost this pivot point of, of how to be a spiritual 
leader, but you know, in a different, totally different way. I haven't thought of that whatsoever, but I think that's a genius idea that resonates so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just like, it puts it into perspective so well, because I'm thinking about the future and like sifting through all of these like energetics. So I think so minutely and like so intricately, like I'm sifting through all these little intricacies that like I forget to zoom out and, and look at like big core pieces like that. Like that, that feels very, very true that we're coming to this pivot point where like it's just time for these energetics to go. And it's not that like they haven't served and it's not that like they weren't great. It's just like this is what this next iteration of our collective looks like with spiritual teachers and spiritual leaders. And like there's a unique opportunity for I mean, I think people like us and, and for everyone listening, because I'm sure there's plenty of spiritual practitioners and teachers that are, that are here and drawn to you as well. Like there's this opportunity to like future pace a little bit and to like hit this trend a little bit earlier, because I really, really think that like when we're feeling these things, the collective is also feeling these things. And I think even like the, when I look at the fears of me as like a spiritual teacher to share about these things, Another piece of me is like just laughing because I'm like, this is the thing that will grow my business. This is the thing that will draw people in. This is the thing that will serve. And like, there's just this, this opening I think, for spiritual practitioners everywhere to be like that much more honest with like the crappy, crappy pieces of the spiritual journey that I think we think will push people away, or I think will push people away, but in reality are actually the things that like, allow us to really know that they can do it. Did we lose you? Oh, there you are. Okay, great. It got a oh. tad glitchy there. It, just at the end, it, it was it was okay. But and anybody go ahead and chat in if there was something you want David to repeat. But um, speaking to the honesty aspect, the you know really radical transparency, and uh, you know this is part of the reason why Kat and I have these conversations, and, and part of the reason why we invite people like you to come have these talks about you know here we are as relatively experienced, established, or whatever place we are in our in our careers and in our spiritual practices. And yet it's almost like a permission is what it feels like to me. Like by me being simultaneously human and connected with who I am as this divine embodied being, it's, you know, we're revolutionizing leadership. And when we have a chance, you know, leadership, old school leadership, this like accomplishment of mighty deeds, right? Is like old vision of what it means to be a leader is like this heroism as opposed to magical leadership, which is attunement to subtle frequencies and alignment and listening and collaborative approach is like the new, you know, this, this new way of being in leadership. And here we are showing up saying, okay, I'm listening. Here I am as a student of my medicine forever. Here I am as a a follower of guidance and a, a listener to truth. And I just happen to be putting it into practice in a different way in my life. You know, that's, that is what leadership is meaning in this context and knowing that we are making exactly the same choices as anyone else is empowered to make. We're just 
maybe doing it a little sooner or doing it with a little more experience. And, and this idea of building a life based around soul truth, that's, I mean, first and foremost, where we all have our lives, like what, it, how does this fit also in the context of a life? You know, this, this idea of how is my work serving my life here? What is the role of my life in relation to this guidance I'm receiving? How do they exist together? And, and so really the, the soul truth to inform the life, I think is just as important in talking about how is the entirety of the earthly experience aligned with that soul truth, not just the channeling part, not just the work part, but how I pay my bills based in soul truth, how I make my purchasing decisions based in soul truth, how I interact with people on the street based in soul truth. How is every, and how I exercise based on soul truth, every single part of how I exist in my earthly experience rooted in that soul truth. Yeah. I want to, um, we did not ever answer Carrie's question. So David, let's circle back. Cause I think it's a really good one. So she was asking, David, do you ever notice that the fear may not be yours? And how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I think like cutting cords and staying kind of energetically clean is super important. And I, I mean, I think in the in the most recent scenarios, I've been confronted a lot with just like my own visceral body. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there are times where that's even amplified by what's happening in the collective. And that's not always something to take into consideration, but there's... I mean, I think when the intuition is there and like when there's a, some sort of feed of like you ask a question, you can hear answers back or you can feel answers back or you can like automatic write answers back. When there's some sorts of like call and response with the divine, um, for me, I love just asking like, is this mine? Is this not mine? Um, and I think from there, it gets to be fairly simple. You know, I think we all have our own cleansing practices. We all have our own like clearing practices and the, I think all of that starts with the awareness. So if there's ever like a deep visceral fear experience or if there's like a deep sadness or like something just is welling up out of nowhere, I think it's useful to say, oh, is this mine? Um, or to even question, say, oh, where did this come from? Uh, the context of the emotion is super, super important, at least for me when I'm navigating all of it. If I know generally what it is, <laughs> then I know like better how to be with the experience. Awesome. Great question, Carrie. Thank you. I hope that answered that. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here in our last few minutes, David, I would really love to sit with is, and we already touched upon some of these pieces of advice for people, but any, as people are looking at, okay, receiving the message and hearing the intuition is only half the equation. How can I work on all of these pieces that we discussed about putting it into action, cultivating trust. I'm wondering, do you have any pieces of advice for people who are looking to do more of this? Yeah, I think it starts with the like big life decisions that feel monumental, like leave some sort of traditional safe path and navigating into something that's slightly more unknown, still has security, but slightly less security, slightly more unknown. 
Um, I think that's where, from most of the experiences I've heard from most people, I think that's where things tend to start. There's like some big life decision that's like, I'm thinking about quitting my job or leaving and going to this job, or I'm thinking about leaving this relationship or entering this relationship, or I'm thinking about opening my life back up to romantic partners again, or whatever that, whatever that thing may look like. I think it starts off with these huge monumental chunks of life. And when we say yes to those, like that's when the journey begins. But from there, it's been helpful for me to look back and go all the way to those monumental decisions and notice how those huge, these smaller chunks, like it's like they've been like split apart and I'm saying yes to like each individual thing. So it's not like I'm just saying yes to this gigantic smorgasbord of a life. Like I'm getting to pick and choose day by day, moment by moment, that's actually resonant with who I really am. And I think from that perspective, it's been landing more and more like life is just a series of decision points and where we make those decisions from is everything. And what I'm getting more and more clear on is that every single person I've talked to, even the people who I like respect the most, who I thought just always followed their intuition perfectly, like there's these very distinct doubting moments. There's these very distinct like making choices out of like scarcity moments. There's like, all of the things that like, we're all human beings and we all make those decisions. But like the thing that we're all trending towards is just trusting our intuition more. And the more that we take those little leaps, whether they're li little or they're gigantic, towards just trusting that little knowing that's in the back of our head that's like, I know I need to do this, but it makes no sense. And like, I shouldn't spend this money here because then this won't come in here because then this won't come in here. And then if this doesn't happen, then this won't happen. If we just drop the maps for a little bit and accept that life is more than just a trend analysis and life is more <laughs> than what our brain can see. And we like are willing to leap into the, not just the un unknown, but to leap into our own knowing that just sits deep in our hearts and deep in the back of our minds or whatever it is, I think that's where life gets really, really good really quickly mm. and where all of the expansion comes from and where all of the, the, the richness of life comes from. And by good, I don't mean happy all the time. I mean like it's what I actually want to live. And it's like the life that I've always actually wanted to live, like with the partner I want to live with, like all the things. And it will always have its ups and downs. I'll always have emotional highs and emotional lows, but like, it's my life that I came here to live. And that feeling is, it's like nothing else. And I think that that is possible only through the same yes to the little intuition that I believe every single one of us has. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I love this idea of, of following, because I often say that the spiritual journey is, is more following breadcrumbs than getting hit over the head with a hammer. And it's the little things and the little choices and to be tracking that within yourself, like reminding yourself, oh, remember when I made this decision and I was really scared and I thought that was, everything was gonna blow up? Well, actually that was the best thing that I ever did. Or remember when I made this decision and everything did blow up, but it was still the best thing that I ever did? Um, you know, we sometimes we forget that we've, we've been brave and we've been resourceful and we've been uh, willing to listen and we've, we've, we've taken chances that have changed our lives and have up-leveled us and made us better humans. And 
we forget that. I think, I think it's important to remind ourselves like, Hey, you've, you've been here before. This is a similar feeling. Track it. Remember it. Remember that time you did the amazing thing that you thought was totally going to blow up in your face. Like just, that's where I think a lot of the trust is, is, is being able to remind ourselves that we, Oh yeah, I've been here before. This is just maybe the bigger one. It's expanded now. I did that one. Now here's the expansion piece. Uh, okay, but. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yep. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, David, for joining us today. It's been so great to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited for all of this amazing transition as it's continuing to land for you. It's obvious that you're uh, in the midst of asking some really amazing questions that are going to continue this integration so keep us posted let us know we all we all want to hear how it continues to go as you're following this soul aligned path yeah what is the best way for people to get in touch with you i know you have a podcast of your own you have meditations where do people find that yeah the highlight real podcast you can search anywhere on like itunes spotify it's in it's in pretty much all the places um, but you can find everything at indivinus.com. So that's the work that I do with Bergiel. Um, indivinus is a mix of the Latin words for individuation and divinity. So indivinus, I-N-D-I-V-I-N-U-S.com. Wonderful. Indivinus.com. And thank you so much for sharing that. Kat just put it in the chat box. For those of you who are tuned in live, you can copy and paste that. And uh, any projects you'd like to share just really quickly, anything you'd like to invite people into or to connect with you? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the thing that I'm working on right now is a docu-series called Seattle, which is about this trip to Seattle. And I think that's why this is so up is because I'm thinking about how to essentially like, how do I transmit through our story that the spiritual journey is ups and downs, but that there's this like, silver lining thread that goes through it of intuition and knowing um, so i'm attempting currently to capture the the spiritual experience in this big loop um, in like a multi-part docu-series so that's on the youtube channel um, you can search indivinus on on youtube and find it there too um, but facebook is another great way to, to find all my things um, uh, so facebook or the indivinus.com is the, the hub for literally everything <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And do you have uh, the Ascension Manual? Is that something that people can purchase? Totally. Yeah, that's also on Indivinus. That's um, currently on pre-release. Um, so the it's still out for a dollar. Like, what? Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. If you're not over there yeah, buying this for a dollar, you're you you're not following your intuition. Like, get over there and get this. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> So you can find that on Divinus.com, or if you want to go directly there, it's patreon.com uh, slash Indivinus. Uh, so I go Patreon, and, and you get, like, the instant uh, the instant download of it. It's, like, a 300-page book or something. So, um, so yeah, it's, like, the full transmission of reality and the, the second paradigm, which is essentially living in alignment with, like, our souls and also God and all of existence and, like, the whole of humanity and, the, and this collective. So, yeah, no big deal. Perfect. Just all of reality in 300 pages, no big deal. <laughs> for a dollar. Okay. For a dollar. Right. All of reality for a dollar. 
Well, thank you so much, David, for this conversation and for all that you're doing. It's a wonderful, a wonderful thing that uh, you're here sharing with us, and we're so grateful to have you on. So, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Beautiful. And thank to, you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime. And for those of you tuning in, uh, I do want to insert little bookmark. Um, also circle back to our early podcast episode on intuition about trust, surrender, and action, because we do have some of those other pieces in there to highlight and give some other examples for what we were talking about today. So in case you missed that, you can find that and all our previous episodes on our YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher pages under Shaman Sister Sessions. Please go ahead and reach out. If you want to get in touch with David, you can do so through Indivinus, or if you want to get in touch with me and Kat, you can do so through our website, shamansistersessions.com. Go ahead, circle back. Let us know how this landed for you and any other things that you would like to share, questions or topic ideas, things that you'd like to hear us visit on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this Thursday, I have a free masterclass at, I believe, noon. Uh, go to my Facebook page and find out about it. It is anatomy of the channel. So I'm going to be talking about physical and energetic anatomy that's through different traditions and stuff that different channels have, have said and my own personal experience on kind of the physical and energetic uh, breakdown of the channeling process, which I know David is, is uh, super familiar with with uh, kind of the the physical realities of the channeling process. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we've seen David channel, awesome. and you're like, oh yeah, I can see it happening. Interesting, cool. <laughs> masterclass. I just that masterclass, and it will be great for, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Kat, you have your other channeling masterclasses up too, in case people missed the first ones. Uh. I do. You just have to send me your email address and I'll get you on the list for the previous two masterclasses. And I'll have one more masterclass uh, at the end of the month, which will be on the anatomy of the channel. I mean, no, on uh, channeling for healers. Mm, awesome. So many great resources. And uh, last tidbit for me, I am opening up applications on November 1st for I Am Alchemy 2019. So beginning in March of next year, join me for a year of the art and science of personal transformation of yourself and of the world. And if that's something that you're interested in, I'm inviting only the people who say they want to apply first. So if you want to be on that list of people who are invited to apply November 1st, go ahead and shoot me an email through my website, joyofenergy.com, and I will put you on that list of people who are invited first to apply. So let me know if that's something that speaks to you. One last note, speaking of Patreon, we have so many announcements at the end now. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Shaman Sister Sessions. We do this podcast for free. It will always be free, and we really appreciate your support. So if you have benefited from this podcast in any way, shape, or form, if you like us, if you think we're cute, if you trust us, <laughs> if you think we're amazing resources and a font of veritable wisdom and vulnerability, go ahead and circle around to our Patreon page and offer us even a dollar a month is helpful so that we can continue to keep this offering free and keep this resource out there for healers and other amazing light workers walking the path. Thank you, David. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, do we, are we on next week, Michelle? Do you no, we are off next week, the 23rd, October 23rd, and then we're back on on the 30th for a Behind the Veil, or Through the Veils, I forget what we're calling it, but it's an All Hallows episode, so join us for 
for that special Halloween-oriented uh, episode on working with the spirit realms. Awesome. I'm going to talk about ghosties. I've been doing a lot of Taoist, uh, ancient Taoist research mm -hmm. on ghosts. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for our awesome questions. And David, thank you so much for your amazing insight. We will talk to you soon.